0: Hey, Schmaizettes, you're listening to Listen, Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty, and I'm Emily.
1: Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and
0: Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfan.
1: We saw so many shows this week. Back at it. It's like we never left. I can't. I'm still like shocked at how packed, like how front heavy this season is, which yeah. scares me for the fall or for the spring, only because it's light There's now and that's when turnover. things like jump in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck knows? The other thing, though, in my brain is always like, how many people really want to open in the same season as Hamilton?
1: Like, yeah, but I was producing a show. It's also, like, pressure's I mean. off. And and I would hope that your producers would know pressure's off. What do you mean, though? Like, you're not going to win. Yeah, but but winning Tonys
0: is a, such an important part of letting your show run. You're getting your show to run that it sort of seems, I don't know. Yeah. A, opening in a season with a show like Hamilton. Maybe there'll just be more revivals to jump in. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, like, well, we'll, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It makes me think of, like, Tuck Everlasting announcing. And and I'm like, oh, man, if I were Tuck Everlasting, I (laughs) would wait a season. Like, I would just never want to be in the same season as a new musical. But on the other hand, obviously, you know, you lose momentum. You lose people. You lose investors. You lose a lot of things when you wait. So. I don't know. I'm not a Broadway producer. Well,
1: yeah. And I feel like most Broadway producers maybe aren't as delusional as Harvey Weinstein, that's even true. if you're not going up against a Hamilton. You maybe, I would hope, would have a little more realistic- Wait, does Harvey
0: Weinstein have a show coming up?
1: No, no. He just thought Finding Neverland was going to win all the Tonys. Yeah, that's funny. That No. You know, like I feel like I would hope that you would have a little bit more of an actual mm. understanding- Though, if it's like a passion project, like Amazing Grace or something, I'm sure you oh have God. no idea. I
0: can't believe that. I mean, I obviously, yes, it was
1: clearly a passion project, but it just makes me so sad that somebody's passion is so racist. Passion. The worst part is that they, that's not how they see it. Right. <laughs> you guys should watch our Amazing Grace review if you haven't yet. Yeah, where yeah. YouTube and we did check not that out. enjoy it. We hated it. It was yeah. awful. Well, one of the things I went to this week because I'm a nerd, I went to the. It was a program by the Greenwich Village Historical Society. Something. Hold on. <laughs> Damn it! I thought I had it in my head. There's another word in that title. Yeah. Um, not prevention. That's not right. Preservation. Greenwich uh. Village Preservation. Histo- I don't know the order of the words. Hold on. Greenwich Village Society for Historical Preservation. All right. That's what it's called. I went to an event that they sponsored called An Evening of Theater for the New City's History. And for some reason, the fact that it was only about theater for the new city escaped me. What? I don't know. I thought I like read the description, but not necessarily the title. Which is the title is "An Evening of Theater for the New City's History." But it was oh, like it was the like
0: theater, was the company. Right. <laughs> you thought <laughs> and, that it was a night well, of theater about like, like in New York City, yeah? Because right. it was like in
1: on the the in Greenwich Village and right. the East Village, which Theater for the New City was in Greenwich Village and in the East Village, right? But, I've never um, seen any other stuff. Well, you have. You just (gasps) didn't know you did. Oh, shit. They work a lot with Charles Bush. Oh, And they produced. What was it called? Divine Divine Comedy? Divine Sister. Divine Sister. Divine Comedy was Dante. (laughs) But also, a thing that I learned, they started the Halloween Parade. (gasps) Shut it. Thank you. I mean, kind of. And that's, well, but it started as. Like, like a street performance basically, and that's why there's all those puppets in it. Have you ever been to it?
0: Uh, no, like, aside on TV,
1: aside from all the drunk people and cool, like, in cool costumes and terrible costumes, there's also a lot of puppetry in it, which is like from the initial small, it was like from their space, which I think was along the river, to Washington Square Park. Cool, and then it got bigger, and I think. Four years into it, the person that they were working with went to someone else, and they were like, well, now we're in charge of it. Oh. And it was a whole thing. Yeah, but I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Because I also just thought it's a parade. Right. And that's I think, cool. so um, Crystal Field, who's the artistic director, and she, like, directs, directed and directs so many shows there, Uh, gave this presentation, and it was really interesting. It's all, like, it seems like a lot of their theater is, like, you know, downtown theater that we would see and probably be like, I don't understand that, but it was very interesting. (laughs) Um, And what was the most interesting to me was the amount of street performance that they did. Cool. Like, that just doesn't happen anymore. Maybe we just don't know about it. I mean, I think that's possible, the I think there's definitely. I think there's definitely a lot of street performance happening that that we aren't aware of. I guess that's not what I mean, but just I feel like the way she was talking about it, the amount of it that uh, was happening used to be more. Yeah, uh, and the the people like the seventies. Like uh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, seventies were a weird time, but. Uh, like she was like and then we did this show and it was a street performance. Oh, and here's a photo of this show which was another sh- which was street theater and this one. And here's the crowd of that performance and ev- whenever we did a street show, hundreds of people, thousands of people would come out, thousands. And well, who How knows, did you, you know, hear? she was like, well, that I mean, I don't know. It's it's such a I think it is a little bit of a lost thing because even even if there, it is still happening, I still think it now it's looked at as like weird performance art, right. Not necessarily street theater. right? You have weird performance art well, that I, happens in theaters. I know, I
0: keep thinking about that weird guy that you took an improv class with
1: <laughs> in <Union> Square <laughs> all the time. Although,
0: have you seen that video of him that keeps circulating no. the internet where he's saying, "Love yourself." Mm -hmm. accept yourself (laughs) love yourself it's hilarious it's amazing everyone's like i love this guy matthew silver that's his name matthew silver yeah he's great he's like i mean clearly he's a little you know has something abnormal going on or whatever but he's got a great message Love yourself, accept
1: yourself. Well, sure. That's a good message. And he's like
0: running around in his underwear riding like a plastic animal of some kind. Oh. Those hard plastic. I don't know where they're like light, you know, like the type, like yeah. a reindeer from Oh, sure. on your front lawn. Anyway. Yeah. a crack up. I would wonder, you know, what this makes me think of. I'm curious, maybe we will see a resurgence of street theater because everything is so expensive. Yeah. It's so fucking yeah. expensive to get space for your show. Let's, Let's just do, do it. more street theater. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah.
1: Well, and the other cool thing about this was, you know, the, there was a handful of young people and it was mostly old people, mm-hmm. which makes sense. But because um, it was like a history thing, but also just the group in there. Like it's funny that they came to this thing About the history of theater for a new city Because they already knew the history of theater For mm. for a new city It's like for me going, going to city. a sideshow thing yeah. yeah where you know she'd put There'd be photos going up And she'd be describing it She'd be like that's that person that's that person I can't tell who that person is And someone in the audience would shout out who that person oh. was And she'd be oh. like oh yeah that's right They died of AIDS or something oh. Cool well. Yeah uh, a lot of people, a lot of people. <laughs> in her slideshow had died of AIDS. Oh man, I know. Uh, some of the people, though, that we would know, Tim Robbins did a lot of stuff with theater for the new city. I'm familiar with that name. He's a white man. He and is. I can vaguely picture his face. He I think was I know who he is. life partners with Susan Strandon for a very long time, and they are no longer together. Since Shawshank Redemption. Right. Now she has a
0: ping pong.
1: Place. A really great movie called IQ that I love with Meg Ryan. No, I don't think I've seen that. And Albert Einstein is a character in it. What? It's really great. I'm sure that you do love that movie. <laughs> Can you
0: get like one of it's those romantic fun DVD boxes where it has two oh, movies? Game Leopold and
1: IQ. Well I already own was Leopold. I was
0: wait, I wasn't gonna say. Oh, I'm King sorry. Leampold. I just assumed you were. No, I was gonna say "Ever After" because that has Da Vinci in it.
1: Oh, okay, like that wacky makes sense side, too. Wacky yeah,
0: side character based on a real person. Yeah,
1: I think I think Walter Matthau played Albert Einstein. <laughs> I think I haven't seen that in a long time. Anyway, also a great story she told was some like kids broke into the theater and were like messing around with the props, and she was like, "Hey, you kids, don't do that." And they were like going to scatter, and she was like, "Hang on, I'm not going to call the cops, but you have to do a show with us." (gasps) And one of those kids was Vin Diesel. What the fuck? (laughs) Are you serious? I'm serious. How old was he? it's like 12.
0: Oh my god, that's fucking amazing. She made Vin Diesel a star. Yeah. She gave him the acting bug. Yeah. <gasps> that didn't is thank her so... for Triple X. Also like what a cool lady. Like that's fucking She was a really cool awesome. lady. Like that is the way to handle situations. Yeah. That is the like punk kids like doing shit and instead of don't fucking call the cops and Give them a reason them not to, to be fucking oh, around with
1: shit. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. Anyway, she was a cool lady. Uh They're going to do another show with Charles Bush. So we should awesome. definitely check that definitely. out. And yeah, I mean, it does seem like wacky stuff that I don't right. know that we would connect with, but we right. would definitely find interesting. Cool. But it made me really want to like look into what they're doing down totally. there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. What a, awesome awesome thing it was cool then tuesday we went and saw our friend alexis fishman's show club gelbestern gelbestern my (laughs) german german it's okay
0: my pronunciation's real bad i think
1: Hmm. but you know well you don't have anyone to correct it when you're learning from a computer exactly yeah and the computer
0: sometimes accept, like, when I have to talk into it, it accepts things that I don't think it should.
1: Like, when I say
0: it, I'm like, it's going to reject that. And then it's like, correct! And I'm like, you shouldn't have made me slide on that. (laughs) You should have made me redo that one. I did not pronounce it
1: correctly. That's funny. Anyway. Anyway. It was awesome. Oh, she's so great.
0: (gasps) She's so fantastic. I mean, it was awesome. It was very, like, -like, Mm cabaret-like. But it was so cool because it was like a Mm one-lady show but it was more than just a one lady show and I loved the story and how mm-hmm. it all fit together and like, she's great at accents yeah. and like, Oh, it was so cool and fun. And like,
1: I enjoyed it very much. And also her voice. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh. And I, there was a little information on the little one sheet, like program we got about the, the music, but I think mostly she was, it was, it was all like period correct, oh, cool. real songs. That's awesome. Um, I, I'm not a hundred, I don't have that thing with me, but you know, it said featuring the music of these people and they were German names. And then I, one of the songs may have been written for the show cause it had mm-hmm. this song has music and lyrics by this wow. person, but, um, that I would be interested to find out, because also they did seem, as opposed to something like Cabaret, which I thought, I'm not going to, like, critique Cabaret. <laughs> 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 but, you know, it's new music that was written in that style. Right. And you could you could tell that. Absolutely. Um, whereas these sounded very right. much like songs that yes. would be sung in the late 30s. It was so cool. I mean, it like, uh, you know, The
0: Beachman's a fine venue, Mid-30s. but it really made me want to be, like... I don't know, maybe not even someplace like 54. It made me like the atmosphere that she oh, created, sure. even in the Beachman, yeah. was so awesome yeah. that it really made me want to be like, can we find a venue that is like even more like, like with a lower
1: ceiling and like darker and with like, Smaller lamps on like the tables Like duplex or something That's already kind of like I mean no yeah. offense to the duplex But right. it's a little shabby Right Because that's what that club would yeah, be yeah, Especially yeah. What's Marie's at crisis that point. like? I've never been there uh, There's some tables Well there's oh, like What? Two tables along hmm? the side Because you're mostly just standing up so standing around the piano singing there's there's a bar that you i don't know if there's stools there may or may not be stools i've only not at all what i imagine marie's price there's like two or three tables along one wall and maybe two or three tables along the back wall Hmm. okay so not marie's Marie's anyway somebody build
0: a venue just like in germany (laughs) when they built that theater for starlight oh yeah like oh that would be oh so awesome I just love, I love kind of, like, atmospheric things like that. And also because I'm, like, weirdly obsessed with Germany. I, and have, like, Berlin pre-World War II was, such a fucking cool place. I just want to know everything about it. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was awesome. Costume was great. Like, it was awesome. Her hair looked great. Oh, my God. So great. I love that microphone she used. Mm-hmm. It was very authentic. Everything with the band was really yeah, fun. The band, the was, band great. was great. They worked like like I loved their inclusion in the show. Mm-hmm. And the 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 sign, the the club oh sign. yeah, the sign that was
1: awesome. Ugh, uh-huh. that,
0: uh, that was good. That somebody put some work into that thing. Yeah,
1: it was well because you know you think it's at the Lori Beachman or. Um it's a, a one woman show but it also seems like because of the venue that and it's like a cabaret or something uh, right. but it was a show. No, it was a show. It, it had happened it was in tack.
0: a Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like it was it was like a, a like a little one-act yeah. musical. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. It was so great. It was really great. I would love to see more
1: I'd like... I'd say a play with music. A play with music.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it technically would make more sense to call it a play with music. But yeah, I would love to see more, more theater in this style. Mm. More like little one-act musicals that you could catch at like 54 Below or The Beach Boys. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Do that, everybody. Yeah, Thanks. well... <laughs> If you want to catch this one, Alexis has one more show tonight, the 20th, at the Lori Beachman at 7 o'clock, and you should all go see it. Definitely. Hopefully, she'll do it again, but you know, with these things, you never know. So, you either saw it or you, I guess you didn't close this one, but you either saw it or you didn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you either saw it or you didn't see it. Yeah. And you missed out. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: she's awesome. Yeah. And then Wednesday, we went to our favorite thing, (gasps) if it only even runs a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was great. Oh my God, I it mean, was fantastic. We talk about this, well, especially since we've had the podcast now, this is only one, the second one that's happened, mm. but I feel like it comes up anyway. It comes anyway, up all the time. Because it's so good. It's so awesome. And I don't know if you all realize how good it is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what, was, what did I do on Wednesday?
0: The babies were born. Oh, right. The babies were born. Right. My sister-in-law gave birth To twin babies. Oh, my God. I can tell everybody on the podcast now. My sister-in-law gave birth to twin identical girls, and I'm blood related to them. I'm blood related to twin identical girls who I will gently.
1: Exploit? Gently push into (laughs) sideshow. Um,
0: (laughs) No, but yeah. You can do
1: sideshow junior. I
0: I like, Runsman is one of those things where I was like, I mean, I had a crazy day and I was like exhausted because I spent the whole day at the hospital or whatever. And, you know, my mom woke me up at like 6 a.m. And I I like had one of those moments where I was like, I want to stay with family and do this stuff. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should go tonight. And then I was like, Shut the fuck up, you bitch. It's Runs a Minute. <laughs> and God, I would have been devastated if I had talked myself out of going because it's just such a fucking incredible night. Like, it's just... Karen Ziemba sang to us. She sang two songs. Karen Ziemba. Talk- Molly Pope sang. Like, oh my God. Runs a Minute is just the best thing that happens.
1: And finally, finally, Malcolm Getz talked about a new brain.
0: Oh. Congratulations. Oh, Katty. he was supposed
1: to be at the last one. He had to drop out, which happens, you know, a lot because yeah. people have busy schedules. But I was so happy. I know you
0: were. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. It was so great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was such mm-hmm. a fun night. Karen Zamba, just, I just worship her. Yeah. She's so incredible. She and was just, amazing. I want Comps and a Time Machine to steal Pierre.
1: Wow. Yeah. And like, again, like some really great nonsense shows, mm-hmm. like this one called Park. That was about oh, four people who meet up in the park, and then eventually, at one point in the show, you find out that they're mother, daughter, father, son, and and uh, Derek Klenna sang a really weird song from it. That song was <laughs>
0: fucking crazy. <laughs> I can't, I just couldn't
1: even. It was like, it was everyone has potential or something. Something. But in a weird lyrics right oh it's nonsense but uh, what you know. about the song that molly pope sang oh god that song was crazy that song was amazing i'm a woman oh god oh my god it she was so amazing. is a woman
0: all this stuff's on the youtube guys yeah check I it out yeah i don't I know mean, if it's all uploaded right, right. now but um i have pretty much everything that is from runs a minute gets onto yeah. the youtube yeah. Yeah. so you can yeah. enjoy it and watch it if you can't come and see the shows live
1: well and the good part too is that they put in their little intro in all the videos too so you know there's they edit some things out or whatever just of the whole show in general but you can hear the crazy stories and the Mm -hmm. crazy reviews of of shows and and the nonsense that happened in rehearsals that we found out you know whatever um, who got kicked out on the pre-run right. in in Hartford? Mm. What did all the reviews say? Yeah, the, man, re- reviews are nuts. Yeah, they just said whatever the fuck yeah. they wanted to say. Yeah,
0: don't. I feel like we could have been professional critics. <laughs> 50 we probably years ago. could have been,
1: except we're women.
0: Oh, Touche. <laughs> That's funny Yeah because the reviews back then were just like My all time favorite Runs a minute review that they've read Or maybe the one that I remember Just the one I remember um, Was some show That Dom DeLuise was in And the reviewer was like This show is complete crap But anytime you get to see Dom DeLuise Put on fun costumes and run around the stage It's a good night in the theater
1: (sighs) And you're like what I mean that's how we feel about Beth Level. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: But like, it made it, because I, I think I, I can't remember the context of what show it was or whatever, but I feel like Jen was saying, like, gave, read that quote and then was like, Can you imagine if like Ben Brantley was like, Well, anytime you get to see Nathan Lane dress up and run around, it's fun. And you'd be like, What? Ben Brantley, who are you? Ugh. <laughs> A troll. Yep. People we don't like. Ben Brantley. Michael Riedel. (laughs) Paul Wontrick.
1: Anyway, I don't know when the next one's going to be, but when it is, you better be there, jerks. God, go. It's. Literally if you can. the best. I don't mean to shame you if you don't live right. in New York But I City. think
0: it's one – I think Runs a Minute is one of those things that if you weren't going to it, you're like, yeah, I know, I know, it's awesome. I hear about That's, it all the time, everybody in my way. And then, like, it's that then thing you that become, when you finally then go cult. and you're like, oh, God, why haven't I been going to this? It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's how – like, I don't know. I mean, I missed, like, the first six or something because – Like, I have known Kevin for a very long time, and our mutual friend was like, hey, Kevin has a show. I think you'd really like it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) It's so great. And I haven't missed one, I don't think. That's awesome. Since then. Maybe one. I can't remember. I did go to that double night. You went to both shows? I did, because you couldn't go to the second one. Why couldn't I? I don't remember. You probably had to work. I probably had to work, or it was like, poor am poor. it's, It's a lot. I lot. probably shouldn't have gone to both, but I did. <laughs> well, you're still here. And then Sunday, mm. we ventured out to the Paper Mill Playhouse. Oh, the Paper Mill In beautiful Playhouse. Milburn, New Jersey. You
0: can be such a tricky bitch sometimes.
1: <laughs> you're a fickle, fickle friend. Mm-hmm. We saw the bandstand. We saw it. Featuring... Our favorite Beth Level. Featuring. Emphasis on featuring. Yeah.
0: Emphasis on nothing. No, she did get two songs. She did. And actually, to be fair, her second song was probably the only thing that I found redeeming in the show. Yeah. That's not true. Some of the direction I did like.
1: Yeah, that's true. And the voices. But we knew all of those people had great uh, voices. It goes without
0: saying that generally, pretty much across the board, the performances that we see, Yeah, I think. Very rarely, I feel like, do we sit down in a show and really dislike an actor. Yeah. Um, That doesn't happen very often. Nope, nope, nope. Um, Yeah, no, the bandstand,
1: full stop, didn't like it. We did not really like this show. And I'll tell you why I didn't like it. Hmm. Well, many reasons. But about... 20 minutes well I don't know that opening number itself was probably like 20 minutes Mm. but at some point during the first act I went oh the guy who wrote this show really loves An American in Paris Mm. I don't know that he was trying to evoke it or blatantly rip off beats from it (laughs) but it's it's footprint is there yeah it's there. Yeah. There it's a sold a World War II soldier dealing with the aftermath of coming home from war. Well, in American in Paris, he doesn't come home. And uh, meets a woman and there's a straight-up scene just like in an American in Paris where he harasses her at her workplace mm-hmm. and breaks her down. And there's another scene her name. where he tries to change her name. And yeah. in this one, at least, she's like, no, I'm yeah. not going to change my name. It's, and again, it, it, that's why I think it's not blatant. I think he right. really just must love an American right. in Paris because right. those beats were there and it was treated in a, in a better way. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's like that time when I uh, was like, who, who cast Carolee in that thing? And you're like, we did. You tell oh. me. Right. I don't even remember what it was. It was
1: 1776.
0: 1776. More on that later. Gosh, Emily. But yeah. Yeah. You have something in the back of your head and you don't really realize how it's in. So of
1: course we're not going to like this show because we didn't like An American in Paris. Mm -hmm. And I really need, aside from the social ramifications of showing men that they can wear down women or showing anyone Mm -hmm. that they can wear down a person Mm -hmm. to do what they want i just need that it's lazy yeah it's lazy at this point find a different way to get that person to right to do make your characters actually
0: like each other yeah and give them
1: agency give laura Osnes her own reason to do what she's doing right Right, Not someone else's reason. Not like, just come and then I'll stop bothering you. No, I already told you I don't want to come. Stop bothering me now. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Leave women alone. Leave people alone that don't want to talk to you if they don't want to talk to you. It's not about you. It's about them
1: not wanting to talk to you.
0: The thing that I found really bizarre too was like the opening number and then his first song. Mm -hmm. Cory Cott. Yeah, Cory Cott, the main character. He like, like, the f- opening number and the first song were sort of like, oh man, the world's so crazy. I've been at <laughs> war. Like, whoa, things are. It's going to go back over- soon. It'll be back. Yeah, to and everyone's normal like, you're going to be, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? We can never go back to before. We can never go back to before. But then, like, all, it it felt to me like we had two scenes with him. And mm-hmm. and, he, and we were getting the impression that he was just sort of a nice average yeah. guy, and then it was like all of a sudden when he he hears about the contest and is like a big bang contest put you know blah 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 and gets into his head that he has to win that, then all of a sudden he turned into like the biggest fucking asshole in the world <laughs> and walked up to anybody and was like you do what I want right now. Come on! Like, he be just, <laughs> all of a sudden, became, like, this heinous jerk and stayed
1: that way for the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah, yes. he didn't really ever have a turnaround. It, like, no. softened, but it was still there. Yeah. No, he was a garbage human. Yeah. And really? I, th- yeah. Well, and especially because now we've, this is the third show. Well, I you never saw him, in Newsies, but you saw Newsies, right. so he he was the Jack Kelly replacement in Newsies, in Newsies, and in Gigi, he played you know different classes. But like that's funny, he sort of was like poor and then rich and then middle class and this. Whoa, Corey Copp can play all kinds of white men. <laughs> <laughs> he um he played that like sort of uh, charming jerk. In those two shows. And the way that those shows were written, you didn't hate him. Right. But the way that this show was written... I hated it, him. And there's a, there's a reason why he has that anger. And if it had been explored properly... Mm-hmm. Or there could be a reason, I should say. We weren't actually given the reason. We were just told... Or, or left to infer that it was because of the PTSD? You think so? I don't... I'm not even sure. Maybe I... Th- or it could have just been like, he just is... An asshole. I don't know. Yeah. Well, this is the problem with that character also,
0: is that he was so fucking entitled. <laughs> he literally says it in the show. Yeah. He says, we're entitled to this. And it's like, and he's saying it because they're veterans. And I'm like, listen, veterans deserve so much more than they get. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that unless you're a monster. But like what the specific situation that he was talking (laughs) about. No, fuck you. You're not entitled to shit. (laughs) You entered a nationwide Songwriting contest Yeah Why do you think You're entitled To be Taken first class And like
1: Stay in the plaza This was the other thing No not the plaza The, Astor Place the Aster Place Hotel The Aster Those jerks from Illinois Stayed at the plaza right. This was the other thing That It was like a It was like a Let's We gotta raise money To get to the big contest Trophy oh, that musical That whole I mean the second act Didn't it make it. it didn't sense. even work Because All they had to do was be like, hey, Cleveland, we're your vets and we qualified for this contest. Can you help us raise the money? And I'm not... I thought that that's what they were going to do. Right. And instead they were like, let's play all the gigs. And we did they not earn the think money. that? Because I would have at least well, wanted someone to suggest that you know, and then to be like, no, we have to earn it, which I guess I understand. Well, that's what,
0: I mean, I think that's what was happening. They just never said it, I which they should have because, said. Like, I mean, whatever, bad writing. Not None of the show was well written, you know? <laughs> so like... Of course But yeah Like the I mean I personally have a, a really hard time Connecting with characters Or sympathizing with characters That are obsessed With their pride Yeah I think it's like What was that movie With Kate Winslet Where she couldn't read The reader That one <laughs> Hated that movie. (laughs) Mimi's so angry. That's what she. Why would that woman go to? Why would she fucking go to prison because she can't just tell people she can't read? Well, yeah, just fucking tell people you can't read. Like you have so much pride about not being not letting anyone know that you're illiterate that you're willing to go to prison for Nazi war crimes. That is, I have zero respect. You know, yeah, that where you're like, I liked that movie, but
1: I definitely see that flaw. Right. It was in the it. same
0: thing that I had a problem with m- the full Monty uh-huh. when the characters like, you know, the one of the wives is like, "Go get the security job at the mall," and he's like, "No way, man, never." Well, that's like, like
1: the fucking last ship. Oh, wait, Erazard. build ships. Let's build ships. We only build ships. Aaron is like, "Here are jobs," and they're like, "No, we need to work." What? But I'm what? Yeah, Here's work. Here's no, her. work. Our only work we make is ships. building ships. We make ships. We're not
0: gonna tear ships apart. Right now you need a job.
1: <laughs> you really
0: need a job.
1: I'm really sorry about it and I know it sucks, but that's life. Right. Dudes. You have to be able to adapt. No, that not. And Obviously, sense.
0: I mean, I'm very pro-union, but like, some of that shit. Like some of some of that stuff seems like union y, you know, where they're yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. we have to preserve this thing and they're like, yeah, there is such a you know. Mm-hmm. Listen, capitalism is fucking us all over in lots of ways, and mm-hmm. globalization is fucking everybody up. Yep. And I get that. And your job is in another country now and all that shit, and life is tough, but like you can't just sit around in your house and cry about it. Ugh.
1: And be like,
0: I've built ships. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, It's making me think of Death of a Salesman you know, what I, you know what I think was
0: most Disappointing About the bandstand Is that A,
1: well going into it I didn't not really know Beth level.
0: Not enough Beth level is always a disappointment Well
1: until we were on the train we didn't even know if it was a jukebox Musical because right. both well, of our brains right. Just went so, to like, American music. We bandstand. didn't
0: know what we were, what the show was about And in the opening number When I was like oh it's about soldier coming blah, 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 blah. And I was like when it, and also when it became clear that PTSD was going to be a theme in the show, I was yeah. like, that's awesome. Because that's one thing that like, you know, especially seeing the show and thinking about American in Paris. Yeah. Yeah, like, fuck, American in Paris is like, I just get out of the war and I want to go find myself a gal in Europe. I'm confused about life. And like nobody, you know, there's like yeah, a yeah. huge problem with
1: not touching on. There's just like that. I think the person with the most PTSD is um, Vian Cox. <laughs> we like thought she was a All Nazi right. because it was so was weird. She was and She so was weird. just like felt bad or something. I don't even remember. Me either.
0: But like, <laughs> the, you know, it was one of. Yeah, PTSD is something that's really important. Yeah. Soldiers. Well, and, and like, especially. There was one
1: teeny line in this uh, show yeah. about suicide. It was great. Yeah. And then it was weird because the guy laughed. Well, that
0: was the problem is that the show was like, I don't know. PTSD is important and we need to talk about it and it's something
1: we need to deal with. But it also treated it like it was a joke. Yeah. 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 It, the tone was not right. Right. It wasn't right. And especially like after World War II, nobody talked about that because nobody talked about anything like unpleasant, especially after the war, because they're like, we just went through that. I don't, you know, everything's great. It's the fifties, uh, Mickey Mouse Club. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. so that is, that's an, an, I don't want to say interesting, although it is interesting. It's an important thing to talk about because people also have this idea in their head that all of these disorders that we deal with today are new, mm. and they're not new. We just have names for them. Right? They've been around forever. That weird kid in your class who didn't talk to anyone was on the spectrum. Right. He just was called weird right. then. Right. That's it. Absolutely. He still had autism. Right. There just wasn't a word for it.
0: Yeah, it was like, it's like in um the, that line in Ripcord about hoarders. And she was oh, like, oh, mm-hmm. we just called them
1: pack rats. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's a serious mental disorder. Like, it yeah. can really fuck people up. It's really dangerous. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> but yeah, especially, I mean, I think PTSD and the sol- soldiers' lives post-war are like, So fucking important because the number of servicemen and women that continue to commit suicide to this day is appalling. Yeah. And like, it is something deserving of time and respect and artistry. And this was sort of a bastardization.
1: Right. And there was like one really great moment of Mm -hmm. it. And that wasn't Mm -hmm. thanks to the The book. It It was thanks to Andy Blankenbuehler, director and choreographer, where there was this each soldier they sort of laid out each person's different way of dealing with with their PTSD. One was re- drinking, one was taking pills, one was like regimenting his family because he's a Marine. Right. Co- Cory Cott was like being a dick <laughs> and writing music. <laughs> and one of Jimmy them Jimmy, he was like in law school and he seemed Which okay. Which one? The with the glasses, the skinny one. He said that he, that's why he played music. Oh, that's right. Okay. He was like the most most okay of all of them. But, um, there. so then there was this beautiful scene where some of those characters and some of the ensemble members had these shadow soldiers following them. And some of
0: them had like one and some of them Mm -hmm. had two. And based on... The knowledge we had about the main character, Cory Cott's character's history and, like, one of his buddies from his, what are they called? Unit. Unit. From his unit. Yeah. Like, who had died and he felt responsible for his death and stuff like that. So it was, like, the shadows of the soul, you know, their buds from mm-hmm. the war who had died, who didn't make it back, were always haunting them. Right. And then, it, yeah, it was so fucking beautiful because it was like, you could see them, the following them, haunting them, haunting them. And then like, he would take a swig of, from his flask and the They'd two men back. would like, fall back from yeah. him. And it was so fucking and beautiful. And that's it.
1: Like that's, that moment should be what the show is. Right. Yeah.
0: Because it was just, it, it just was beautiful and it perfectly explained what was going on. You know, you were like, they are self-medicating yeah. For their pain to make their memories go away. Yeah. That was the most pure or Beth Level <laughs> song
1: when yeah. she was
0: like Shit happens, motherfuckers.
1: I yeah, I actually was like, Oh, that's a moment I would keep to my like for me that I'll take away from this musical mm-hmm. where she was like Laura Osnes was upset because Cory Cott- Served with her husband, and that's that's his buddy who didn't come home. And as they did back then, which, you know, it's like a ridiculous thing. Well, I guess it's not ridiculous. It seems like I'm passing my wife off to you, but he's mm-hmm. like, go check in on my girl if something right. happens to me. Yeah, I don't think he meant <clears throat> marry no. her. Well, I mean, that's Maybe not. He did. I don't think he meant that. That's not biblical but, shit. Yeah, that's like brother marrying the sister when yeah. the brother in law dies. I don't um, that. I mean, Whatever. I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, She was like, you know, things happen for a reason. I want to believe that things happen for a reason is what she said. Mm. Like in that her husband died and Corey Cott didn't. And um, Betsy. (laughs) Betsy? Who's Betsy? (laughs) Betsy Morgan? And and Beth Lovell was like, no, things don't happen for a reason. Things happen. Yeah. Beth Lovell. Oh, I, I choose to believe that that there was some bullshit line in there that Bethel was like, no, that's terrible. Here's what it should be. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. yes.
0: Yeah, that was great. And also it was funny too, because we both turned to each other and did a thumbs up. We were like, yes, tell her that there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Shit just happens and you got to just deal with it. That's life kids. Yeah. It was great. The rest of the show was shit. (sighs) It was just upsetting. It was sad that somebody was like, I'm going to write a musical that deals with PTSD, and it was bad. Yeah. Somebody write a good one. Yeah. It's a fucking important issue. hmm mm. Well, I wouldn't say I'd uh, recommend getting out to the Paper Mill Playhouse for this one, honestly. But, you know, make your own opinion of well, it.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, that's that's always our motto. Absolutely. Decide for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this there, you know, and I don't know how much there's, who knows how much truth there is to anything. I, we looked up an article and like afterwards, cause I was just curious about something and it was like, Oh, could it transfer their rumors? And they, again, like who knows if any of that's everything's Broadway did Did they make that rumor or, you know, this article or is there an actual, but you know, we were talking about it on the train and I was like, if it came in the spring, I, don't, I wouldn't see it again. No, we wouldn't do a review for it. Yeah, I don't want to see it again. I wouldn't go see it again. Sorry, Beth Lovell. I'm sorry. I hope you Beth are Lovell. in a different show by then. I'm sorry, Beth Lovell.
0: But yeah, I really don't think I. W- I mean, you know, maybe six months from now could we get get up and get ourselves to the well, theater to yeah. see it again? Maybe that's maybe, my maybe. that's my
1: feeling right now.
0: I sure shit don't want to have to sit
1: through that thing anytime soon, but. In case you do, right. it's at the Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey.
0: Tell Beth Lovell we love her. Yeah.
1: Last week we saw the gin game.
0: It was really cool to see Cicely Tyson and James Earl Jones. That was awesome. I do not like this play, though. I think the play's boring and doesn't do anything.
1: Hmm. I, I thought, also thought it was sexist. Well, I definitely see how it's sexist as written and as played. I, I still liked it. I thought it was funny in some places. Some places that people were laughing at I did not find funny. Me too. A lot. <laughs> As usual. Yeah. I had a lot of thoughts about it because James Earl Jones' cranky old man character reminds me a little bit of my dad.
0: <laughs>
1: Whoa. <laughs> um, he's not like his anger is not there at right. all. But just in the way that he's angry that he's getting older. mm. And he mm-hmm. doesn't take it well. I get that. You know, and I I think a lot of the horrible ways he treats Cicely Tyson's character is an interesting exploration of that manifesting itself outward. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it harder because it is a man treating a woman like that. Right. And I was sitting there thinking, and I mentioned it to you afterwards, how interesting this show would be in the future if it's done, I mean, even tomorrow, if it's right. done with, it could be done any combination. You could re- reverse the gender roles. You mm-hmm. could have two women. You could have two men. And all you need to do is to change a few lines about mothers and sons right. and daughters and mothers things like and that. Sons. Mothers and sons.
0: Mothers <laughs> <And laughs> No, I completely,
1: like, I completely agree. Get, get Tyne Daily in there. Yeah. Brothers and sons. Oh my God!
0: What if it was Tyne Daly and
1: Cecily Tyson? That would be great. That would be amazing. It's, well, I, except I want tiny, tiny, adorable Cecily Tyson to be the big, the one. angry one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun right. to see that tiny human? I definitely and that feel imposing woman. Y-
0: uh, yes, <laughs> being like <laughs> switch, oh.
1: switch roles.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would
1: love it. see. <sighs>
0: We We're getting ideas. there. We're
1: getting there. Yeah,
0: I mean the thing like when I was watching it, I was like, I'm sick. I just like I think I'm just like having like man fatigue. Like I'm just sick of I'm sick of seeing stories and having to sit through watching a man mansplain mm-hmm. and be like, raw beating chest. And so, like mm-hmm. I just am like really over it and I'm bored by it and I'm exhausted. So Watching this made me trigger that in me And made me be like, oh my god, stop yelling at her Like, this is ridiculous But as soon as you said that when we walked out of the theater I was like, oh, absolutely Because I I certainly don't think The way he was treating her was is inherently sexist and has anything to right. do with gender. I think he, that character has that personality trait where they just always have yeah, to be exactly. right. You know?
1: Yeah. Kind of like how you used uh, to be. Yeah. I mean, I still am, but it's, it's definitely softened. It's gotten but a lot better. That's the other thing. Thank you. I'm working on it. That's the other thing that I was thinking about and how you would react to that play is because you just are not a competitive person. Right. You don't care.
0: Yeah. Right. So I have a really hard time. I'm like, why are you being such a dick?
1: And, like uh, competitiveness is definitely uh, supposed to be a male trait. Right. It is not. Right. I am extremely competitive. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's another thing that I that has I've gotten better at with age, but I think a lot of that stuff that you work on throughout your whole life is the stuff that starts to break down when you get really, really old. I just got a great idea. What's your idea?
0: When we're old, we'll do this show. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be the angry one. Yeah,
1: we could reverse it. (laughs) That would be fun. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that
0: would be more of a challenge
1: for us. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I think my dad did spend a lot of time conquering some, some, like, Grumpy issues that he has Um, And now he's Retreating to it because uh, At some point Sometimes you think well uh, How many more years do I have Do I really want to put forth the rest of the effort And I say to him your parents both lived to 89 you have quite a few years Left so (laughs) suck it up That's funny Suck it up
0: Yeah I think I feel like if I Saw version of this play where it wasn't a man screaming at a woman I would probably have a vastly different reaction to it because I also was sort of I I guess I also I read a description of the play that was completely inaccurate it must have been right I would play. love to know where <laughs> I read a description of this show that told me that it was going to be about uh, Cicely Tyson and James Earl Jones, who had formerly worked at a theater together like 50 years earlier and were reminiscing about old times. So I was not necessarily attached to that specific but i you did expect that the yeah. play was going to be they were playing gin rummy but also revealing things about their life and their characters yeah. and telling stories that's the play i was expecting and then i was like this play is literally just about them playing gin rummy i'm bored and I'm <laughs> sexism so yeah. like I got, I got grumpy yeah um you weren't as grumpy as you were doing for, for love though. that's true i was very grumpy i just wanted fidgety. to leave i wanted to leave i get real fidgety when i don't want to be there <laughs> Yep.
1: Well, so about, I say, now I could
0: think of like 40 dreamcasts for this No, show I know, right? I would love and to it would see. be su-
1: such an interesting dynamic, especially if you completely gender swapped it. Patty
0: Lapone and Lori Metcalf.
1: Oh my god, who would be who? Oh, I don't know. They could do it in rap. <laughs> um um
0: um um uh, 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 who else? Adrian Lennox. And uh I just want her to be in it. I can't think of a pair for her. Who else? Um who else? Oh what about like Adrian Lennox and like Diane Weist?
1: Oh, that would be interesting. Or or listen, just anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Well, and I think the gender politics that you do feel and maybe were intentioned mm. at the time aren't really necessary anymore Mm, right because even my parents who are not of age to go into an old folks home but in 15-20 years maybe would be they didn't have that kind of dynamic Mm. with each other or with other men and women that those characters did because this was written um I think it was the 70s yeah right so those people were born turn of the century yeah yeah, I
0: definitely think that has a has an impact on it too because vast genera- generational differences, you know. It it's it kind of I mean, I think that as the play is that it could be swapped them up and then like it makes me think of something like 12 Angry Men where mm-hmm. people swap it up all the time yeah. like or the, the first odd couple. I right, the first time I ever saw 12 Angry Men, although I won't I won't say that I've seen it because The person who was in charge of it, I know, like edited the script, which is crazy. Um, this was that stage door. But it was all women, obviously. Yeah. And like
1: children. Just children. Young girls. Young girls
0: between (laughs) the age. I mean, it was one of the like older casts. Is that why it was
1: edited? I think no, 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 no. Oh Oh.
0: well, it wasn't edited because they were young. And they were like, I think that cast was probably between 14 and 17 or something like that. Um, no, they edited it because the director was like, this is not how women fight. And this play is about how men fight. Like, when you really get okay, down to it. So she started enough. messing with it, which she shouldn't have done, because that's dumb. Because, like, whatever. It's stage door, and they just th- well, uh, throw plays at you and expect you to produce them with children. You're not supposed to be actually, like... Well, you're supposed okay. to be giving those kids a yeah. good theatrical experience. It's also theatrical not, experience, young not
1: girls fight. <laughs> if you want to get exactly. specific about it. Have them have, like, a slap fight. Right. But, like...
0: Yeah, something like that, something like 12 angry men when you're just like, let's just do it with all women. Like I think that I think that show is extremely gendered and like you know, makes the yeah. most sense when it is mm-hmm. white men. Yeah. and how the
1: white men behave. Yeah. But whatever. Tangent over. I don't know why I told but, that because this show isn't like that. Right, 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 right. It's completely different. Especially because anyone can be in either of those positions these days. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but these I... days, well, you can go see the gin game. So, so should you choose to? Uh, I mean,
0: I would still recommend. Yeah, it. Yeah, I would it's absolutely the
1: Golden, recommend it. Uh, it's so limited, cool to see them. but yeah, you should go see them. They're I mean... Adorable and delightful. I, and Cecily S- Tyson. She is, like, one of the most incredible actors. It's, like... Yeah. And like, she. there's so much happening on her yeah. face. And, like, it's... That must be a difficult role for mm. James Earl Jones to play just because it's not... There's... It's not... It's, you're not meant to be liked. Even mm. as people are laughing at you and can right, still, right. like on some level, hopefully feel for you and see where that anger is coming from. And there's a little silliness with it, um, which again is something like that over frustrating mm. that manifests mm. itself as violence, which then seems different when it's an Im- large imposing man. Absolutely. On the s- <laughs> a teeny, tiny by a teeny tiny woman. Um, and that's not necessarily what it's meant to be, but still James Earl Jones is so great, but, I don't like seeing him in yeah, that role, which you is, like, like, totally personal, like that, especially because the last thing we saw him in was You Can't Take It right. With You. it was so delightful. a Delightful. Right.
0: Um, James Earl Jones is <laughs> mad at you that you can't separate him. I know.
1: His- he is mad at you, as we talked about. <laughs> he is. But
0: seriously, like, Cicely Tyson is so... Yeah, her acting is just like the thing that was redeeming to me while I was viewing Mm -hmm. it as being highly, you know, sexist. The thing that was redeeming to me was that she was her character was sort of even though he this guy is screaming at her and being like, how could you keep winning? You must be a witch. And like, (laughs) how could you You must be using magic. And she a eventually has the best comeback ever. Yeah. And the whole time, I mean, she's like, like I think that's who I would be. Like, I mean, I would stop playing. It's a little well, like the yeah. transaction thing. A, where a lot bit, of the yeah. times, I was like, he's abusing you. He's yelling at you. Why don't you, want him, you just leave? Then the play would be over. Right. But like, yeah, I think I would probably be more like her character if I if that was a real life situation for me because I would be like, yeah, I happen to be really fucking great at this game, but I don't care.
1: Well, yeah, I don't care. About Which is winning. even worse like, if you're someone who, like is trying and is competitive and the other person is just like i don't know i just keep winning whatever i don't care yeah exactly
0: because that's me i'm like i don't get the fuck out (laughs) i just you're the one that wants to play and you keep getting your ass handed (laughs) to you and i don't i don't give a shit but i'm really good at
1: this
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that is me
1: go see cicely tyson just rule james Earl jones
0: she's so amazing I, when we were leaving the theater, I was like, nobody's exactly sure how old she is, but she's mm. probably about 90. Yeah. And, like, obviously she has black girl magic. and Ugh. She could live to be 120. That means that we have, like, 30 more years mm-hmm. of her, which is awesome. Yeah. She, All yes, plays. Like, that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. So what people also need to do is write new material for her. Yes. Because you can't just keep on, like, reviving stuff from the 70s or whatever. Like, like write new material. Because that was actually one of the other things that I was like, because the play wasn't the play I thought it was going to be, I was also sort of like, I want to see, like, a good, earnest play about the lives of people in retirement oh, yeah. communities. Like, that is a huge, untapped, really mm-hmm. interesting place. Like, all of my grandparents... Uh, you know, lived in them and my grandfather still mm-hmm. lives in one. And like that shit is crazy. Like there is so much to explore in a retirement home. Yeah, Like somebody
1: write those plays. Mm. We'll see them. I'll see them. Sicily will be in them. Yeah. Get on it. Well, in near tragedies, Terry White announced her retirement from the concert stage mm. because of health and other issues. But, There's been an update. Wait, what? Because of the concern that everyone... I got scared. Outpoured, yes, exactly, for her, especially when you say I'm... It was in a concert, too, so who knows? You know, it was reported by people who were there, but who knows exactly what was said, but definitely made it sound like, you know, she's really sick. Yeah. Well, here is the official... On her official Facebook page... message that was posted. To all those who have read this and sent us good wishes, we want you to know that Terry is okay. Nothing life-threatening. She has some vision problems and solo concerts are becoming more difficult to do when you are on stage for more than an hour alone. Retirement is from concert work and has nothing to do with stage productions, which are always group efforts. Oh. Thank you for all your love, support, and well wishes. It is very heartwarming to see how every, how much everyone cares. We love you all. Oh. So Terry I'm White so is not completely retired, Oh, my God. I was But so even better than that, she's not
0: sick. Right. Right. Yes. Absolutely. I was really, I was, I yeah, was so scared. It was, was very like, upsetting. Oh my, God, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not Terry White. She's so I wonderful. Know. Oh, good. She's
1: been through so much. I know. <laughs> she's Ugh. a fucking survivor. So. We're good. Terry White will be with us for a good long time Thankfully. in productions. Oh, good. Now, what can I see you in soon, please? I know, right? Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Another near miss <laughs> in your your favorite off Broadway show, Whoa. *Trip of Love*. An actor riding a scooter accidentally drove into the orchestra pit. Oh man. <laughs> Was he injured? No one was hurt. I mean, that's why I'm laughing when I'm telling you this. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I if someone got hurt. But
0: also, like, it's funny because when I saw that show and he's on a little Vespa, like, mm-hmm. driving around. And I'm like, because it, it's one thing when you have someone, like, go across the stage on a bike or whatever. Right. Right. But Or like sometimes people will drive on and like do a circle and you're like, whoa, and then they ride off. He was like riding around <laughs> on a Vespa for an entire <laughs> song. Not even one so like three songs. Yeah. He had like at least two, if not three songs where he was riding mm. on a Vespa, riding around the entire stage, drive, like driving while singing. That's crazy. And I was like, this is crazy, which is like another reason why I felt like the show was like a throwback to pre showboat times cuz he was it was like a trick you know right it was, it was like it was, it was like a talent show yeah he was like oh, I'm riding a it was they a just very like
1: looked show. at everyone's special skills and were like oh you can ride a vespa <laughs> great we'll put that in the show yeah oh my god oh, i can't that's believe it funny he, yeah that's i mean it's unsurprising it's dangerous right glad no one got hurt but it's yeah. because no one got hurt we we're able to laugh at it yeah. that's pretty funny <laughs> i wish i'd been there yeah that would have been hilarious um, some really exciting news That came out today That I don't think Was ever announced But a new brain Recorded today The Encore's cast What? Yeah Oh that's and wonderful And like I know Rima Webb tweeted about it Oh thank god And then there oh were other- god, Oh yeah, yeah 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 oh. And then there were other tweets And I was like Wait did anyone tell us This was happening? Schmizatz, Did we miss this? But I don't think so Because okay. then other people Were like Wait what? Okay, so it couldn't have just been us Yeah that's exciting. Isn't it exciting? i excited about that. I'm very excited. I mean, who, I love that original sailing? cast. Aaron Lazar. Okay. Yeah. It was beautiful. Remember? Remember what a show did we see? And we went to the stage door and like Aaron Lazar walked past and I like wasn't able to speak. I don't know. Do you remember that? It was at City Center. What show was that? I don't know. So many shows at City Center. Pipe Dream. Was it Pipe Dream. No. It's a map. What is it? What did they say? Tide pool. That's right. At tide pool. The tide That's pool. That's what it was. It's a map. Was a musical musical improv joke that I pulled out of my head from Dumpster Tequila Days. But yeah, at the That's tide true. pool because it was it had that ridiculous kind of ending that like when you're making up a song on the spot you come <laughs> up with that ending. <laughs> but nope. I don't know why Somebody I don't wrote think it. we would have done the stage door after. No, that. I don't think it was Pipe Dream.
0: What else? Has I don't he know. Done but
1: uh, um was he in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes? I feel like maybe Rachel York was
0: there. I definitely went to the stage door for that. Yeah. Because also I had never seen Rachel York in person and I was so nervous and she was wearing so much stage makeup. Oh yeah, she came I out in full and beat. She also like had her hair up and under a hat. And I was nervous, and we also sat very far back, and I wasn't sure if it was
1: her. Oh, it was gentlemen Prefer Blonde. That was anyway, a good show. And you were like, oh, Rachel York. And Aaron Lazar walked by me, and I was like, <laughs> mm. it's very strange, because I, I wasn't expecting to have that reaction. It was like Mary Beth Peel. Mm. You just people's beauty comes upon you. Mm-hmm. That sounded terrible. And you just don't <laughs> expect it. <laughs> you just don't expect it. Well, the other thing, I just wanted to make sure that you knew this was happening. There is a Yiddish production of Death of a Salesman. Why? I don't know. (laughs) But I just wanted to make sure you know. It's all in Yiddish? Well, there are English subtitles. Supertitles? It says, hoping to attract, oh, it does say supertitles, yes. Hoping to attract a wider audience, the production is presented with English supertitles. Is
0: this, <laughs>
1: who's, make, who's producing it?
0: Is it like Jewish um,
1: people? It's produced in association with the Castillo Theater. Is it like, are they performing it
0: in Crown Heights? Is it like for the Jewish community? The community no, it's that on West
1: 42nd Street. Yiddish? The only people that speak Yiddish it's in this day and age by, are ultra, ultra Orthodox people. It's directed okay. by... Moisha Yasser. That's Jewish. And stars Avi Hoffman. Jewish. Daniel Kahn. Jewish. Shane Baker. I mean, if the, they speak Jewish. Yiddish. <laughs> well, and that's true. Suzanne Torin. Yeah, like literally the only people that speak Yiddish in this day and age are uh, very, very religious there's Jews. There's some really good Jew names in here Lev Herskovitz. Yeah, these people also, are also like Orthodox. Itsy Firestone. Nice. Elon Ken, yep. Ben Rosenblatt. Is that someone that we used in one of our videos?
0: Very possible.
1: <laughs> Shayna Schmidt and Adam Shapiro. Those are,
0: those are all Jews.
1: Also, Ariel Beth and Amy Coleman. Ariel Beth, I feel like you have a Jewish last name and you're hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> in your stage name.
0: <laughs> I just think it's interesting. Yeah, I'm curious who their targeted audience
1: is because... I do think that a lot of... I. Um yeah, I mean I guess I don't know how how fluent you would be in Yiddish, but I do feel like going to the theater for I don't know, not Hasidic necessarily, but like I see Jewish women at the theater, like wigged Jewish women.
0: Yeah, I understand. So like modern orthodox women. Right, but I don't know how Um yeah, they were, I mean, I would say yeah, modern Orthodox women and men probably, depends on the community and blah, 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 would be more likely to speak Yiddish. Um, Yiddish is, as when I was in high school and I was living in Israel, one of my teachers said he called Yiddish a murdered language,
1: which I think oh, is true. That, yeah, that absolutely Yiddish makes a sense. a murdered language yeah.
0: because the vast majority of people that spoke Yiddish were murdered during the Holocaust. Um, and now it's just not a very prevalent language. It's a dying language, Mm -hmm. um, which is sad.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I didn't mean to bring it down. I thought it was funny. I'm sorry. I brought it down. (laughs) It's just
0: what you know. It's true. I want, I yeah. I kind of want to go. I mean, I think it would be insufferable to sit through
1: because well, because also it's death of a it, salesman. It's death
0: of a salesman. A. What? And it's in a foreign language. B. Yeah. But I'm like, I just want to stand outside and see who's going. Oh, to Oh yeah. It, I guess do I'm more really curious. <laughs> just loiter outside the theater. Um. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. If you did like Yentl in Yiddish,
1: I'd go see it. Ah. Uh. I don't think I would see Yentl again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's It doesn't say when it runs until, but it's playing now. Go see it if you want to. On Wednesday, tomorrow, we're seeing Carrie Butler at 54 Below. Holy shit, I'm so excited. At 1130 at night. I can't wait. So... If you want to come join us for a pajama party at 54feinstein slash 54below. Carolee, 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 Carolee. update! Carolee Carmelo
0: posted photos on Instagram this week. (laughs) They're great.
1: They're really great. Carolee's getting good at social media. She really is. All
0: credit due to Andrew Keenan Bolton. She
1: tweeted to us, <gasps> and she used, like, she put a period mm-hmm, in front of mm-hmm. our our handle so that it wasn't a reply. Well done, Carolee. That's, like, advanced. That is advanced That's advanced Twitter. Twitter. Usage. Some Broadway social media, like, marketing teams don't even do that. mm mm-hmm. Um, but she tweeted to us, because we were having a fun gender-blind casting session on Twitter, that she wanted to be John Adams in 1776. And I believe two episodes ago, we gender-blind gender cast her as as Thomas Jefferson. But she can be John Adams. She could be whatever she wants. Hell yeah, she can. She's doing lots of TV
0: work now. I'm That's so
1: true. She's going to be on Lawn Art SVU mm-hmm. again. mm she was on Madam Secretary, right? She was a yeah, senator. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. And she posted a photo of her as Ethel Merman. And her <laughs> wig looked amazing. She looks so
0: good as Ethel Merman. Like, she, she looks like exactly how you want, you know, when someone famous is playing someone else yeah. famous. She looks
1: great. Yeah. Yeah, she killed it. I can't wait to see that as a full musical in two years. Okay, oh please. Or play with music. Play with music. Now it's time for the Laura Benanti Tweet of the Week.
0: On October 13th at 3.34 p.m., Laura Benanti tweeted, Something super clever and funny, trademark.
1: <laughs> That's funny, Laura. That is funny. Some of these uh, responses are like, witty and pop-culturally aware reply. It's always tough when someone really funny makes a,
0: a funny joke and then people try to respond to it with jokes. <laughs>
1: you know, like, just let the joke lie. Yeah. Unless you have a great joke. Yeah. She should try to actually trademark that. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, Dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. Live theater.